Greetings and welcome once again to those of you who have listened to this podcast before and welcome for a first time to those just joining us. This podcast is called Faith to Live By and if ever there was a time we needed to experience a strength of faith, it is now. I'm Pam Christian, the host of this weekly podcast where I seek to help us all consider current events from a biblical and prophetic worldview. I want to start today by having you envision a person who is utterly overwhelmed and displaying tremendous fear and panic. Then I want you to see God's loving hands reach out as he places one hand on each of the person's shoulders and gently shores them up to look him straight in the eyes. God wants each of us to have our focus completely on him and not on world events or believing the enemy's narrative of the day. Jesus wants us to take confidence in him by knowing how he has faithfully worked among his people. Consider how God acted all throughout history to rescue and redeem his people. Not only has he rescued us from the enemy of God, but also from ourselves. Look at the pronounced pattern of human behavior from the Old Testament through to today. Even though God's people get caught up in the ways of the world and even the ways of the enemy of God, when the pain and suffering humanity brings upon itself gets bad enough, that people actually reconsider God and turn to him, God is faithful to rescue and redeem. 2 Chronicles 7.14 has been proven over and over again throughout all of history. This promise from God is what many people are counting on today. God says to all people of all time, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Especially as things in the world get worse and worse, we must learn to resolutely place our faith in God. We are not to walk by sight, but we are to walk by faith. Listen, God has told us through the prophets, and in our individual prayer time, we will see things intensify in this year as he administers his justice and judgment. Both the goodness of God and the evil of the enemy will intensify this year. We are living in what I've called times that are both great and terrible, great for God's people and terrible for those who continue to refuse to repent. With today's podcast, let's regroup. Let's take the time to sit down, take a deep breath, and with God's help, gain his wisdom and insight to help us to accurately discern what's taking place in our midst. If you are feeling overwhelmed with fear and panic, turn off the mainstream news. If you're having trouble staying grounded by your faith in God and all he has already demonstrated toward us, you need to fast from the worldly narrative that is designed to derail your faith. Focus on God and all he is doing, not on what the enemy is doing. I know the enemy has really pulled out every stop, but understand that's because he knows he is quickly losing My heart and prayers go out to all the people where the trains have been derailed and spewed chemicals into the air and the water. With these people in mind, I did some extra research to provide information on how to detoxify your bodies. You'll find a link to the article in the show notes in addition to the detoxifying products I have shared with you each and every week. Please, if you know people who are suffering from these events, get the details to them. Certainly, our hearts and prayers continue for the long-suffering and wrongful detainment of the people of the January 6th event and for the people of the Ukraine and China, the continued earthquakes in Turkey and Syria, the unprecedented numbers of people who are suddenly dying, and so much more. 
all of this is evidence of the tremendous spiritual battle the whole world is in the enemy of god is not going to give up easily but even so he is no match for god nor is he able to stop what god has already started as i've shared many times this is the year of god's great justice and terrible judgment we should expect things to get worse before they get better but they will get better we have god's promises so allow me to help you gain a proper perspective today if you are having trouble remaining confident in your faith or if you have friends or family who are being overwhelmed make a point of sharing this podcast with them so they can find the truth and experience all the hope truth provides first let's consider the faithfulness of god time and time again god has rescued and redeemed his people and that is exactly what we're experiencing today god speaks to each and every one of us in a variety of ways through creation through his written word and through his rhema or spoken word to our hearts and our minds for some the rhema word of god is experienced through sensations visions dreams impressions or even a still small voice there are many ways god speaks personally to us and when things get really bad and god's people are uncertain god raises up the prophets to bring his rhema word to us corporately there are many matters of the christian faith that have been hijacked by the enemy of god through the centuries this is why we have so many christian denominations and unfortunately why we have so much opposition and infighting instead of cooperation and unity if we would only let the bible be the final authority without reading into it without trying to explain the mysteries without interpreting it from our own personal experiences then we would have the unity and experience the authority and power christ died to give us many christians don't believe the gifts are available today and by gifts i mean the supernatural gifts signs and wonders jesus and the early apostles performed and even though ephesians chapter four verse eleven is clear many do not believe in apostles or prophets for today other christians have taken it upon themselves to determine how the prophets should operate under what circumstances and how to judge their words as true or false and all of this only adds to the division and disunity additionally many christians believe the bible teaches things will simply get worse and worse as the enemy of god takes control then god will rescue his people so they essentially accept all the evil that is taking place and then they remain hunkered down simply waiting to be rescued let me address these points first if you don't believe the gifts are available today you simply won't experience them and you'll find ways to explain away anything others claim to be miraculous jesus couldn't do miracles in his own hometown because of the people's unbelief okay it's your choice but because jesus said that future generations would do even greater works than he did we find that in john fourteen twelve, along with other claims the bible makes i for one firmly believe the gifts all of the gifts are available today and from simple reasoning it makes no sense that god who died for us to give us all his authority and power over all the works of the devil matthew twenty eight eighteen and luke ten nineteen that he would leave us defenseless in the last days when the bible reveals things will get worse if you need reassurance about christ's authority and power operating through us use the link in the show notes and meditate on the twenty three verses provided concerning the prophets and their role today the operations of the church that is the ecclesia jesus established is to function with the fivefold ministry specifically through the apostles prophets evangelists preachers and teachers ephesians four eleven god said through the prophet joel 
Quote, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my manservants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. End quote. That passage addresses events of the last days. And from what I read, we will not be left powerless. In fact, the book of Revelation explains the saints will continue to resist the beast and the false prophet and the Antichrist. And Jesus will return for a bride who has made herself ready. Revelation 19, verses 7 to 8 reads, quote, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. End quote. Next, consider the parable of the talents we find in Matthew 25, verses 30 to 40, and how the servant who simply hid the coin was chastised and referred to as unprofitable and he was cast into outer darkness. Consider also, Jesus said, we are to occupy until he returns. That's in Luke 19, verses 11 to 13. No, I don't see anywhere in scripture where God wants his people to cower and hide and allow evil to advance, awaiting his return. No, as I've said all along, the reason the world is in the state it's in today is for the lack of proper engagement by the church. As Christians, we are called by Jesus to be the salt and light, to be the influence on the world for righteousness. And God is calling his church to take our rightful place now, in these very days, in partnership with him, to turn world events around. And to address the arguments many Christians are raising about the frequency of prophetic words today, stating that the frequency makes the prophecies doubtful, I go back to basic apologetics. The person who makes a claim is responsible for substantiating the claim. Show me in scripture where the frequency of prophetic words is evidence of error. In fact, an argument could be made since God sends prophets to warn his people and urge them to turn from sin and its destruction. Could it be that the condition of the church, that is the ecclesia, is so bad right now that we need frequent prophecies to get through to us? Now, more than any other time in my life, we need unity among genuine Christians. When we are united in purpose, the authority and power of Christ flows through us unhindered. This is what the enemy fears the most and why he is pulling out all the stops to create as many devastating circumstances as possible. He wants to divide us and prevent us from being united because then he has no chance to advance his kingdom of darkness. In the midst of all the increased evil, wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, shortages, famine, train derailments, chemical warfare, balloons, and the so-called UFOs in the sky, we have to realize this is the enemy losing control. In desperation, the deep state and all who are working for a one-world government are doing all they can to regain momentum and power they have lost because of our resistance and their own failing plans. Yet, while all this is going on, look at the many good things happening at the same time. Consider the many truths that are being revealed and the accountability that's rising up. In his recent speech, Klaus Schwab actually proves the so-called conspiracy theorists are right once again. They are realizing their defeat and are making tremendous blunders to their own demise. 
Doctors are coming out in increasing numbers, revealing the serious, harmful, and even fatal results of the mandated COVID jab, and lawmakers are calling for accountability against those who administered the jab. And I was thrilled to see a story of great success being made against the trend for gender transition. Be sure to see the links for these recent developments in the show notes. Also, very exciting is the expansion of the presence of God from Ashbury University to other Christian colleges, and I relish the fact that mainstream media cannot ignore this and are having to report about this move of God. Fox News, CNN, New York Post, and more can't ignore the spontaneous presence of God being poured out to a hungry generation that has been nonstop for nearly two weeks at the time of recording this. And consider the potential fulfillment of Michelle May's prophecy where Congress is about two-thirds emptied with honest statesmen and women coming in to fill the vacated positions. I brought this prophecy to you on December 16th, 2022, at the same time we learned about the Brunson litigation. If you didn't hear that podcast, I highly recommend it. There's a link in the show notes. To recap, the Brunson brothers filed lawsuits to hold members of Congress who failed to investigate the 2020 elections after it was posed to them that there was evidence that gives credence that the election could have been tampered. One of their two lawsuits they filed was brought before the Supreme Court, who seemed to be very interested in giving this case a public docket. However, the public hearing was denied. In response, the Brunson brothers filed an appeal or a petition highlighting the fact that if the election was in fact rigged, then America is in a national state of emergency, which by rights demands the court hear the case. Because of the major potential outcome of this case for the turnaround of our nation and the opportunity each one of us has to help righteousness prevail, I've invited Darren Brunson to be my guest and update us. Here's my interview with Darren Brunson. I am really delighted to have Darren Brunson on my program today to help us understand exactly what's going on with this lawsuit that he and his brothers have initiated and have taken to the Supreme Court. And rather than me messing things up or explaining things incorrectly, I just want to turn it over to you right now, Darren, that you can give us the background, tell us where we are today and what you plan to have happen in the future. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate you inviting me on your show. Okay, for those of you who don't know, I'm Darren Brunson. I'm working with my brothers. We have a case before the United States Supreme Court. The purpose of this lawsuit or this case is to have Biden, Kamala Harris, and over 300 members of Congress who are still in office, to have them removed from Congress for violation of their oath of office. And it all started in January 6th when members of Congress were were trying to certify the vote on January 6th, 2021. And there was allegations by 100 members of Congress that says, hey, listen, this election's been rigged. We need to do an investigation. And so they held a vote. And um, these uh, defendants in our lawsuit, they all voted not to do an investigation. Well, this is important because when there's an allegation that that an election is rigged, they need to do an, an investigation. Because what is a rigged election? If you look at war, the purpose of war is to put into power its victor. Well, a rigged election does the exact same thing. It's to put into power its victor. So basically, you have 100 members of Congress saying, hey, there's war. We're being attacked through a rigged election. We need to investigate this. And if it is, we need to stop it because we have sworn a duty to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And they got to understand that when they fell on their oath of office to protect the Constitution against an attack, 
that's against the Constitution, like this recollection, they have committed treason. So uh, we filed a lawsuit and it, it was dismissed in the lower court. Uh, we went up to the appeals court. And before it was even dismissed in the appeals court, we found a rule 11 that allowed us to jump ahead and take it directly to the Supreme Court. And you can do that when you have a case that's of extreme national importance and a rigged election is. And so now sitting before the Supreme Court to make a decision on Tuesday. And what is that? Tuesday is going to be a February 21st at 9 a.m. They're going to post their decision and let us know what's going to happen. Now, let me first give you a little bit of history of how this case became before the United States Supreme Court. When we first put together a petition for Shoshari and sent it to the Supreme Court, they sent it back. And they sent it back with instructions that they wanted this and they wanted that. So we fixed the corrections and sent it back. Now, this is not an easy process. And it's also very expensive because they required that it be bound a certain way. And they required 40 copies. So you have to get a printer involved. And this is, you know, time consuming, a lot of work. You got to know what you're doing. We sent it back to them with the changes. And then they sent it back to us again. So while we're working on the second time to make the changes, before we send it back to the United States Supreme Court, my brother gets a phone call and then they're saying, hey, how's it going? Uh, when are you going to get it to us? And then they reminded us, they says, listen, the appeals court has made a decision. So we want that decision to be included in your petition. And which means that now we are not under the flag of rule 11. Now it's just a, a normal appeal. Although the importance can still be declared that it's uh, of a national importance. So that's what happened then on the third time is when it finally got accepted and then docketed for a hearing that happened on January 6th. They did their committee hearing. And then on January 9th, they posted their denial. And when they did their denial, the only thing they, they do is they send a letter and they say from the clerk of the court and the clerk of the court just basically says your case has been denied. Doesn't tell you who denied it, why, why they denied it, which judges felt nothing. Just that's all that they do. Now, when they deny a case, they're actually only denying it from a public docket. They can still, behind closed doors, try the case. Isn't that true? The Supreme Court has a lot of power. No one's going to stop them from doing these kinds of things. If they decided that they wanted to, there's nothing in the rules that says once it's docketed, once it's denied, they can't go back, review it, and then grant it. And I know the reasons why that they don't is because everybody moves on. You know, parties change, uh, so-and-so versus so-and-so, the situation changes. So they don't go back and pull something out because they've changed. They, these things are changing. It can be disrupted. But on our case, because it deals with a national security breach, because it deals with a regular election, which is an act of war, in order to stop this war, yeah, they they, I would say that they would feel obligated to, to realize we got to go back and change this. And it's just between us and the perpetrators, President Biden, Kamala Harris, and the members of Congress. So this is something, yes, they could go back and they could do that at any time. Even after it's been denied, they could go back. They never have, but under circumstances, it's just obvious that they could because there's nothing written in the rules that says that they can't. All right. Now, you and your brothers received that denial, but you took action. And now we're back before the Supreme Court. And as you said, the Supreme Court's going to make another decision come Tuesday around nine o'clock. What is that, Eastern time? Yeah, nine o'clock Eastern time. 
All right. So we're going to know more come Tuesday. But you obviously have anticipated what you might do if it's denied again. You've, you've got additional game plans. Would you share that with my audience? You know, we're always uh, paying attention to the rules. We're always paying attention to other things that we can do. Uh, we may file another petition for rehearing. Uh, that's always something that's on the table. Loy, my brother Loy's got a case in federal court, and we just may take that, yank that out of federal court, do a Rule 11, and send it to the Supreme Court. Instead of it being Roland Brunson versus the defendants, it would be Loy Brunson versus defendants. And then that would be a, another petition for certiorari. So there's that. And then another thing that we're finding that's really important is for people to go to brunsonbrothers.com and to fill out the form there, pay $2, and we will send a letter for you to the United States Supreme Court. And we keep a record of it so we know how many letters that the Supreme Court has got. And we need to continue sending these letters because we feel like if we can show the Supreme Court that there are millions of people behind this, this is going to put pressure on them to want to uh, resolve this case. So we encourage everyone, no matter what happens, to continue to do it. I would still send in the letters because even if it's granted, we don't want them to grant it and then later on deny it. So the letters still need to keep coming. And, you, and then again, you can go to BrunsonBrothers.com and receive the information there to do that. And what you're pointing out with this letter writing campaign is that we are a government for and by the people. We, the people, need to direct our representatives, including the courts, on matters that are important, especially this. This, as you have pointed out, is a matter of national security. There was no investigation as to whether or not the election was rigged. This is the very basis of your lawsuit, is to hold Congress accountable for failing to uphold their oaths, correct? Yeah, that's correct. The whole complaint that started this thing, the six causes of action are tied to the oath of office. So if people go to uh, brunsonbrothers.com, there's a copy of the Brawlin J. Brunson's lawsuit. People could download that and read it. And that right there will give you a strong understanding of the Constitution. It talks about the Constitution. It talks about the Ninth Amendment. The Ninth Amendment is the interpretation clause. It tells you how the Constitution is supposed to be interpreted. That means it's to only be interpreted in ways that does not uh, violate your rights, your inherent and inalienable rights, your God-given rights, so that it doesn't violate that. So if they download the complaint and read it, this will be very educational for you. And we encourage a lot of people to do that. Well, I'll make sure I have the links in the show notes as well. So it's very convenient for my listeners to just use the link right where they are listening to this podcast. Now, there's another layer to this where we, the people, can explain our, our position. We can support what you're doing. And that's with the affidavit. Could you explain that, please? We decided to take a further look at to that because the idea of the affidavit looked really strong. And so we've been uh, talking about it. And with our busy schedule and everything, we're trying to put as much time on it as we can because we know it's important and we're hoping that we can finish it today and maybe get it out there. But basically what this affidavit points out are some very important things. One, we the people created the Constitution. We the people created the government. So we are the masters. The government is our servants. They serve us. And they have an obligation to protect our rights. And when they don't protect our rights, when there's an attack against our rights, when they fail to do what they can to protect it, that is an act of treason. And so what we're pointing out is what happened with the election and how that their failure to do the investigation was an act of treason. 
And so we're signing an affidavit saying that we can testify to that, that what they did was an act of treason and we're giving that to the Supreme Court justices. And we're basically also telling the Supreme Court justices that they themselves, they need to rule upon this or they themselves are guilty of treason. They don't, they don't have a choice here. Well, they do. They can, they can be a choice to do the right thing or the bad thing. So what we're doing is we're putting a choice before them and we're encouraging them to do the right thing. And that is to hear the case, that is to adjudicate it, and that is to remove the individuals that have committed this act of treason from office. And also to make it possible so that criminal charges can be filed against each and every one of them for committing this uh, act of treason. So we're telling the Supreme Court justices that if they don't rule in our favor and do this, they themselves are guilty of treason. All right, so people can do both. Definitely, I want everybody to write a letter with the instructions that you have on your website. I also want people to consider being one of those who file an affidavit. Now, we know that the Supreme Court is gonna make their announcement on Tuesday. Uh, we think it's nine o'clock Eastern time. This particular podcast will air on Wednesday. I'm gonna do everything within my power to make it as current as possible. So I would like to also have you consider coming back. Yeah, I'd be happy to. We're in contact with a lot of other entities. We've been working with what is called goodline.tv. I suggest you go there. They're in town right now. I've been meeting with them for the last couple of days that my brothers and I, we've been going over a lot of things. They've been doing a lot of filming and interviewing. And so they're behind this case to really make it happen. That's good to know. Speaking of people who are behind this case to try to make it happen, President Trump, has been tweeting and making truths on his social platform about this particular lawsuit. Would you explain a little bit about that in our closing? Yeah, yeah. I think that what Trump is doing is phenomenal. I don't know if, that if he's tweeted anything, but I know that he's truth. You're familiar with his platform, Truth Media. When he does something, he truths it. And basically what he was pointing out is that a rigged election is an act of war. And he's putting that information out there. Once people realize that, I think there's going to be a lot of talk about that. And I think that alone is very powerful because he's really he's really emphasizing that. And so he's really supportive of the case. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen on Tuesday. We have a lot more to explore on this particular topic. But for right now, I know you need to run. And I want to tell you, thank you once again for your time and you and your brothers, all the effort and the expense you're going to for the American people. Yeah, thank you, too. It's just been a pleasure and thanks for having me on the show. Thanks, Pamela. You're doing a good thing doing that. Okay, Darren used the term certiturari, which is a term I wasn't familiar with. It's a petition for a writ of certiturari, and it's the primary means to petition the court to review a case. And about the second appeal, I waited until the last minute before I had to upload this podcast just after 9 o'clock a.m., Tuesday, February 21st, 2023, I messaged Darren and learned the Supreme Court has again denied to hear the case publicly. This makes all the more important that each and every one of us send the letter and or the affidavit that we talked about. We've made it very easy for you. Simply use the links in the action section of the show notes and follow the instructions. Please do not let this opportunity to demonstrate your faith slip by you. God rewards his children who are faithful with the opportunities he gives us to advance his kingdom, just as explained in the parable of the talents.
Darren properly corrected me when I said President Trump tweeted. President Trump is still not back on Twitter, and I knew that, but I misspoke. Nonetheless, he does use his truth social platform. And as Darren said, his posts there are giving rise to the notoriety of the Brunson Brothers lawsuit. We need more people to know about this case and for them to take action available. In these exceedingly difficult times, many people think there's nothing they can do to turn matters around, but there's plenty. Use the link in the show notes to go to the Brunson Brothers website. At the very least, send your letter following the instructions. And if you can send more than $2 to them, by all means do so. They're spending their own time and money on behalf of every citizen of the United States, which also has a potential of benefiting every citizen of every other country worldwide. And I strongly encourage you to look over the affidavit. It's a simple form, and the facts provided for you to testify are straightforward. By filing the affidavit, you are simply telling the court your position on the merits of the lawsuit. There are two ways you can file your affidavit, so be sure to look through the show notes in the action section to learn and select the way you want to submit the form. I also recommend you use your social media to point others to this podcast so they can be encouraged and personally take action to help hold our Congress and judges properly accountable. Should the Supreme Court do the right thing and try this case, only God knows the far-reaching outcomes. Could we have a great number of congressional seats vacated? Could the outcome of the 2020 elections be overturned? Again, only God knows. Failing to do what is right when we have the opportunity means we bring all the consequential calamities that befall us upon ourselves. However, God, who is ever faithful, will help us as we sincerely call out to him and work with him to see his kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. Refuse to give in to fear, do what is within your ability to do, and place all of your faith in Jesus. Next week, we'll tackle another current event from a biblical and prophetic perspective as I interview James Rogowski, an expert on the World Health Organization, about the very real prospect of the Biden administration handing over our health rights to the World Health Organization. This presents another opportunity for us to take action against tyranny. You won't want to miss next week's show. Until next week, I ask you to please help others learn about my podcast so they can be encouraged too. Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supportive by purchasing the goods and services from me and my affiliates. When you purchase my own books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want at the same time you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for family and friends. Your support is truly appreciated. You'll always find the descriptions and the links to my affiliates in the show notes. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast has impacted you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. And if you like the content and resource material I bring you with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. To receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. And on that page, I also ask you to help me know more about you and what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. You can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. And depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. 
Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel and helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 